0: Everyone was evacuated onto the pitch after about half an hour because some, like, 14-year-old kid had let off a smoke bomb. He was from Carlisle as well, so his parents had to literally drive down from Carlisle to pick him up.
1: Um, I think I punched the guy next to me celebrating. I was head-to-toe in sweat. That was unreal.
2: Welcome to the Lockdown Inn, the home of the regulars podcast. Join Elliot Richardson, Jed Pemberthy, Charlie Hopper and myself George Sanderson every week as we talk about current affairs, sports news and a fair amount of complete nonsense. Each episode we invite a special guest into the Lockdown Inn as we try to recreate a night down the pub from the safety of our own homes. Want to keep up to date with our latest content? Make sure you drop us a cheeky follow on Instagram and Twitter at RegularsPodUK.
3: Hi guys and welcome to the second night here at the Lockdown Inn. I'm Jed and I'm going to, be, I'm going to have an issue with the landlord because he's given me the, given me the barman job for the consecutive show running. Joining me as ever are the eponymous regulars, Charlie Hopper, George Sanson, and Elliot Richardson. Hello, boys. Hello, hello. All right, Jabs. good uh, Good evening or good
1: afternoon or good morning, wherever anyone's listening
2: to us. <laughs> you had to make it confusing, didn't you? We're only 30 seconds <laughs> in. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Elliot, you look thirsty. What tickles your taste buds today?
4: Well, I'm a student, as, as we all are, so I've gone with a classic, a nice orange VK if you've been to any club anywhere, especially Sheffield clubs, they'll sell these everywhere and they're delicious. Absolutely delicious. Scrumptious, oh. mate. Come on. Everyone everyone loves a VK. I don't care who you are, everyone loves a VK. Come on.
3: Oh, to be fair, in the club, you don't just buy the one VK, you buy two or
1: three or four. Yeah, oh true, true, true.
3: Charlie, keep up with the VK. What do you like?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid for the Second consecutive uh, show now. I'm on with the Magnus Irish cider. It is St. Pa- Paddy's is Day, Saint isn't it? So I thought I would uh, I would join the St. Patrick's Day celebrations with a dark fruit.
2: Lovely, um,
3: George. We didn't ask you last week, but because you're teetotal, what are you drinking this evening?
2: Uh, you see, I've pushed the boat out tonight. I've gone for another bottle of Buxton water. <laughs> oh. We've really pushed the boat out. I did that have some apple juice downstairs, but no, I'm, I'm designated driver, so obviously i got to keep it clean, and we've gone for the Buxton water. You can't beat it.
3: As Charlie alluded on, it is St. Patrick's Day whilst we're recording this, so I've gone for the Guinness Lager, which is Hop House, and it's absolutely gorgeous, so if you ever get the chance, drink some Hop House. It is very nice. But every week... Our pub is blessed with a brand new guest ale. Each week they will tell us about their drink of choice, put a couple of quid in the dream jukebox, and as ever, try to win the coveted Lockdown in Qu- pub quiz trophy, which this week is basically just a drawing of the League Cup. It's very bad, but you can see our League Cup drawing on our social media links. Without further ado, we give a warm lockdown-in welcome to our guest this week. It's Exeter City marketing manager, Photoshop design genius, and all-round good guy. It's Scott Palfrey. Welcome, Scott. Hello.
0: Thanks for having me. It's uh, nice and toasty in this pub. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it is very hot this evening. What are you drinking this evening?
0: Well, you said you said something of a story, and I I didn't know if it, you know had to be something that you'd normally drink or anything. But it's been it's been in my cupboard for six months or so but there's a story there's this and there's a story behind it and if you can see it it's probably the most pretentious beer Ooh. I've ever had it's from Hotel Chocolat and it's a chocolate beer but it was given to me as part of a gift set um because uh, city manager Matt Taylor proposed to his well fiance now uh six months or so ago and I had the pleasure of making a little video and taking some pictures for him and then they gave me this afterwards and I thought well I'll save it for a special occasion and what's more special than this really so <laughs> that,
3: that was sweet. beautiful
0: <laughs> that's, that's... And I'll see what it's like
3: it, it's probably going to go down it's probably the best beer
0: we've ever had how does yeah. it
3: taste it's
0: got an edge I'd say <laughs> dark not bad I think it'd go well with some roast beef I'd say
3: that must be one of the pottest beers that we'll probably ever have on this is being given to you <laughs> by the football manager by oh, Matt Taylor Buy, no, I wouldn't buy I'm it myself. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's, what's it like being around in a football club, at, like especially during lockdown, and what, what's it like being around in the media and so close to the first team?
0: Um, it's pretty good. I mean, I've been doing it for five years now. I discovered uh, like last week, LinkedIn reminded me. I hadn't even realised it had been that long, but it's been good. Obviously, the last year has, not been, has been interesting, not like anything... I've ever experienced or anyone has really um, but it's the most fun job I've had I mean I've had quite a few jobs now you know a bit older than you guys um, mm-hmm. and yes yeah, it's, it's great like it's something that it's fun I mean you get I think when I was growing up I always wanted to like be a sports commentator or something but I realized I probably wasn't had too annoying a voice to do that um, mm-hmm. so yeah didn't really pursue that but yeah to end up working in football you Know it's a boy, it's as sex as that sounds, it is a boy's dream, really, isn't it? So, most definitely, can't complain, really. And, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's you know, I've spoiled Exeter forever, really, being <laughs> from this part of the woods. So, yeah, dream comes true, really.
3: Um, and our friend here, George, he is a Sheffield United fan. And obviously, the big news this week is that Chris Wilder has departed. What's mm-hmm. it like being in a football club? Because, obviously, in five years, you've had the loss of Paul Tisdale, who's such a Big, le- well, he was a bit of a legend at the club, but it started to go stale towards the end. But what's it like uh, trying to uh, put the club's coverage on a media a, me- uh, a manager's departure and then the subsequent new manager?
0: Um, it was a weird one, I think, as well, because you know it sort of came out of the blue um, after Wembley and everything. Times two. Um, I think there were murmurs of it, but I don't think anyone expected him to leave at that time and like the way way it happened as well in terms of like it was said that he was given an ultimatum and like literally didn't respond so then they assumed that that was you know he didn't want to carry on so kind of got terminated that way but I mean 14 years or so he'd been manager and I'd known him for personally like three or four years up to that point so it was a weird one for us um Simon did you ever meet Simon? I
3: never met Simon. No, no. so he
0: was the media manager at the time, and he was in Amsterdam when it all happened, so I was... <laughs> Very I nice. Was, um, <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. Oh, I in for a second there. Oh, no. No, he yeah. sacked
3: the Wi-Fi. cool
1: broad. Yeah, get get rid of the company. Look, look, look
4: how
2: <laughs> the image has crashed as well. <laughs> it is That's the most flattering image <laughs> they could crash on. It's actually, quite <laughs> interesting as well. <laughs> Let's get into it.
1: Just a bit of a, a rubbing of the old eyeball. <laughs> yeah. as he looks off into the distance. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you haven't guessed, it was at that moment that Scott lost connection to the call because his Wi-Fi died. So we had to stop the conversation while we got him back in. And then we were able to carry on where we left off.
0: It's all changed location. I don't know what happened then, but it no. wasn't happening. Just was random. It was fucking fine. And then it just randomly kicked me out.
3: Do you remember what question we asked you on?
0: We talked about tears, weren't you? We, I think.
3: Are we talking about tears. Yeah. Yeah. It's about that. You, you were talking about Larco in Amsterdam. That's what I was. Yeah. About. Oh
0: yeah. Well, no, he was doing the um the football the Amsterdam thing, the cycle challenge where you go from, like, London to Amsterdam. So he was doing that, and I was doing everything in his um, absence. So, yeah, not expecting probably the manager to leave and then a new one to be appointed, like, the same day. So,
1: um,
0: yeah, that was interesting. Um, Yeah, so Matt was given the job literally the same day, so there wasn't even really time to, like, you know, do anything fancy to announce it or anything. It was just a case of, like, oh, you need to let people know. And, yeah, it went down pretty well, I think, his and... Appointment and it's been good since, really.
3: Um, so obviously, your big passion at the moment is, um, and it's going very well. It's your it's your Photoshop career that you've embarked uh-huh. on in the, in the in the last couple of years. Tell us all about that.
0: Um, so it's always been something that's been part of my job, really. I've always done the design stuff for the club. So um, I think lockdown probably gave everyone more more time in their evenings and spare time because you weren't ever able to go and do anything. So. Yeah, just sort of picked up, you know, doing some things for fun, to hone the skills, as they say. So, yeah, I've been doing that for the last near year now, um, and it's improved quite a lot over the time, I'd say. Um, even to the extent that I have actually had to do like a self-assessment tax thing, because I've earned some money on the side. So, self-employed as well a little bit, I guess, which is, you know, fun. Portman managed to buy and pay well, make enough to buy myself a new TV, so... know happy with that
2: what sort of things are you doing with the photoshop is it all just for the club at the moment or is it are you looking to sort of branch out away from just exeter
0: um so i've been doing i've been doing things for some businesses and stuff um i did artwork for the esports awards last in november which was like huge because it's viewed by like over two million people so it's like a massive thing so got to do work for them that's kind of like a yearly thing now as well so did some design and some video, helped out with like some video creation for them. Um, just done some things, or do some things for like a couple of agencies for like sports agents and stuff. Starting to do some things with David Wheeler as well, For he's like starting a charity, um, a football-based thing. So I've been doing some stuff with him the past couple of days. So yeah, it's been some, some cool stuff come out of it really. Um, enjoying it more than anything. It's just, yeah, helped me stay sane whilst having to be in the house all the time really.
1: I saw you, a bit of your work before we came on. Ben Stokes seems to have taken um, one of your creations onto his social media. That that must be quite a nice little uh, little plug to 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 bring up with people who don't know you that, that you've
0: you know been creating work for Ben Stokes that
1: he's actually seen and and put on his social media. Yeah,
0: that was cool because I didn't. I just like saw his profile and saw it, what the picture was there and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So I messaged him on. Um, I saw it on his Instagram thing so I sent a message on Instagram saying like thanks for using it and he replied then like it was real good and stuff and then I tweeted him and he retweeted it so it went pretty well on that as well so some people can be really good on that and then others like there's been instant. like some it happens to all people but like some footballers will just take stuff and just post it because they think you know like we're big footballers so it doesn't really matter which can be a bit annoying because you know it's nice if you get at least credited in there yeah. but, um, but the Ben Stokes one was cool and he's still got it there now a couple of months later so
3: have you been approached by any sportsmen to do it specifically, or is it just just pick and choosing off the internet?
0: Um, yeah, pretty for those kind of ones, it's just a case of generally just do stuff. You know, if something big happens or someone scores a hat trick or something, just do do stuff that's reactive to that. Really, so that's the best you know best way to make it current and things. I think, um, but it's also cool to do some sort of like nostalgia type ones as well. Um, of like you know, some even if they're sort of like. Um, cult heroes and stuff Those go down quite well but for
1: anyone who who might be listening and i've not got a massive um background with with photoshop and everything how long will it take you on average to create um uh, you know a, a
0: masterpiece if yeah. it were how long would that sort of take you they're
4: all that? masterpieces charlie <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like literally anything some could only take like half an hour Could be anything from that to like four or five hours really it depends how complex it is or how it goes really um but yeah sometimes it can be like no time at all like I think the Ben Stokes one probably only took like 45 minutes because it was quite simplistic so sometimes it's just, you can spend like hours and hours and it turn out worse than something you just spend like a little bit of time on really <laughs> it just depends what it is and how 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 well your brains working I think or functioning at the time and in an
2: ideal world if if this is sort of the career you're now looking to take on where where you're aiming for what's the sort of the ultimate goal to achieve with it?
0: Um, I don't think I see it as a a new career, really. I think, um, and there's not really enough money Mm. in it, really, to warrant, you know, doing it as a full-time job. I think it's just something that I'll do alongside. And, yeah, you know, if City decide to shunt me off, then at least I've got something to fall back on, I guess, for a while.
3: (laughs) So, obviously, it's Champions League week. I'm sure you've got an eye on the results to see who the next one is. But um, what, what are your fondest memories of watching the Champions
0: League? This, 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 this is a really good time. one because it's always, like, when I was a kid, um, I think yeah, it's got to be the 99 Champions League final. I mean, I was 13 at the time, so I was, like, just properly getting into football. And I remember watching it with my dad on in, like, our like dining room. It was on, like, a 14-inch, like, CRT TV. So, we're talking about like, this tiny TV. You know, proper old school and just like my dad was a big Man United fan and I think just spent the whole time like, he was just like <laughs> just doom and gloom wasn't it until those last three minutes and like I think that just is the epitome of like why you watch football is just like how things can turn around In you know say it takes a second to score a goal well that was kind of evident in that game wasn't it and it was just a crazy crazy spectacle to have Three goal, two goals in three minutes and United have won it from being pretty poor for the first 90 minutes really Beckham into Sheringham, and so won it! Champions of Europe again, and nobody will ever win a European Cup final more dramatically than this.
3: Elliot, I saw you celebrating in the top corner. I
4: mean, <laughs> I was just—I yeah. was one year too late. I was born one year too late, <laughs> not to see it. What a disaster! It's mad, it's mad, I know. My dad's telling me about it. Yeah.
3: I suppose you've got the same memories of 2007, have you
4: not? Or 2008? I'm. I think I wasn't really, it's sad to say, I wasn't really into football at a young age for some bizarre reason. My dad always told me that I just, whenever he tries to take me to games or to like grassroots football, he, I just wasn't interested apparently. <laughs> Which I think is a load of absolute toss because I love football. <laughs> I've got no idea where he's getting that idea from. So no, mine's probably, was it two years ago when United beat PSG in the last minute with the rash penalty? Rashford, was it the, yeah. All that? Saying, penalty is he, penalty! <laughs> Manchester United, VAR, Kimpembe's handball, oh my word! It comes down to Marcus Rashford against Gianluigi Buffon. How's your bottle?
1: Oh, he smashed it in! What a penalty from Marcus Rashford! Manchester United!
4: Uh, literally that that's what my epitome is like with football matches you're down and you just come back in the last minute your your youngest player or whatever scores a penalty top corner i mean oh my god i was actually dancing around my room me and my dad were, it was absolutely mental
2: that was my favorite oh geez he's a goose i'm just thinking about it class
4: yeah
2: you <laughs> can't get into it mate <laughs> yeah we don't have those sort of moments at Sheffield united like my best my epitome of being a Sheffield United fan was the the two cup finals, uh, two cup finals, two cup semis in two years <laughs> when we had that <laughs> under Nigel Clough. Got emicked, uh, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then he just sort of left. I think we had Atkins after that, which wasn't the best of times. But like recent years, because yours is a fairly recent memory, so it? it's like 2018, yeah. something like that, yeah, 2019. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's probably that 4-2 derby win over Wednesday. So obviously we haven't played them for however many years before that. I was a bit like you oh, I got into football a bit late as well. And to go Why to is that game... what's going
4: on? Why are we all missing out?
2: Yeah I mean I didn't go to go to United matches till I was about 11, 12, something like that. Like I still liked them, but I just never went to the matches. But I remember yeah. going to Hillsborough for that game and being gutted when they brought it back to 2-2 but then Mark Duffy Killed the bounce, and they've they've never bounced again. I don't think.
3: Well, I have to
1: say, underneath my feet, it is moving.
4: Oh, Duffy has got there for Sheffield United. Inside and outside, he goes. That's a stunning goal.
1: How on earth did he manage that?
2: No, when that third goal for United, it was just one of those moments you just you, you won't forget. Because, like you said, with Man United's two late goals, it's sort yeah. of like going from that ultimate low of "oh, this ain't good, this it's it's all going downhill there" to then all of a sudden being back on top of the world again. But, it doesn't
0: mean me thinking it would be a four-all draw of Exeter City back in 2011. But you know, each year that <laughs> me of that
2: game. <laughs> that was, yeah, not a. <laughs> not one we look back on fondly. Not,
0: not your finest
2: hour. <laughs> no, definitely not. We've had worse, yeah, but we've yeah, we've definitely had better moments. Go on, Jed. I, what's yours? I,
3: I, I can't believe I didn't I didn't go to that four all game because I'm sure if it was that four all game, then it probably would have gone to that. Um, but I'd probably I'd probably have to say, and I think Scott will agree with me on this. Uh, the, the Carlisle the Carlisle uh, playoff semi final
0: into the final minute. It's Stacey. takes it! They've done it! Oh! They're on their way to Wembley, and it's Jack Stacey who scored the all-important first goal. Exeter have done it.
3: They've finally, finally, got rid of Carlisle. Exeter three, Carlisle two, and Andrew Barnes. Exeter are heading to Wembley. I don't. I don't think. I don't think there are many, many other better feelings than that. It was either Carlisle playoff final or the Ollie Watkins derby. Um, mm-hmm. So one 0 one nil down in the 88th minute or whatever it was. Watkins turned and put, squeezed the ball under Luke McCormick. I mean, you say what you want about Luke McCormick, he should have done better than that. It was not... um, and then, and then the last, then the 94th minute. I mean, it's just one of those where you've just got to watch the video. He brings the ball down on the turn, little step over, left foot. Thirty yards, top corner. I've never, I've never known scenes like that. Were, were you working at that game, Scott? Or was
0: that I was. Game, just before I you? was. No. I'd started just uh, the first, <laughs> the actual first game that I was like working at and not a fan at was remember the Carlisle two all game where someone let off a smoke bomb in the stagecoach stand. It's so, like everyone's evacuated onto the pitch after about half an hour because some like fourteen year old kid had let off a smoke bomb. <laughs> and uh, he was from Carlisle as well, so his parents had to literally drive down from Carlisle to pick him up and take him to the police and that. So I bet they, they were absolutely delighted with his actions, I imagine.
3: That's a hell of a trick, that is. So, so uh, Charlie, you're, you're surprisingly quiet, and being a Middlesbrough fan, as understandable. There's not many good moments being a Borough fan. Yeah.
1: Um, well, Scott, if, if you ever witness any nil-nil draws in the next couple of weeks, that is my fault, um, because I tend to put a little bit of money on Exeter to score or well, the Exeter's games to have over 1.5 goals and as Jed knows I seem to be a little bit of a curse um,
0: <laughs> over the last couple of weeks so, on yeah,
1: yeah well um, no my, my best I've got high and lows really from, from being a Middlesbrough fan um, first time I've ever cried at a football game was the was Wembley for the playoff final when we got beat by Norwich um, it was one of those games when everything seemed to go wrong from turning up late to only just submitting the team sheet yeah it wasn't a good and the, and the other one much to Elliot's pleasure will be when we knocked United out of the League Cup 3-1 on penalties after a 0-0 draw
0: 3-1 to Middlesbrough in the shootout Young has to score to keep Manchester United in it big moment this
1: Um, and that was probably the greatest night of my entire life. Um, I think I punched the guy next to me celebrating. Um, I was head to toe in sweat from just, oh, it was, that was unreal. And to see you know, the United players just <laughs> miss the penalties and the fans left the ground inside 30 seconds. It was, that was up there with probably one of the greatest memories I'll ever have of, of being. I'm not going to
4: lie. I think I was there, you know, I think I was there. I'm having a joke. I think I I remember walking out. I, I remember walking out.
1: I think yeah, I was we, there. To be fair, we battered you in ninety minutes. anyway. Yeah. So we shouldn't have gone to penalties. I
2: was about to ask you, Elliot. Were you one of the fans that walked out, or did you stay I'm, loyal no. to the very end? Oh, I walked out. I was like, let's go home. Sun's out.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to stay any longer. Yeah, I walked out. Disgrace. <laughs>
3: What, what, what's everyone's favourite memories of, or, or favourite non-memories? So you go to a game and you're drinking throughout the day. What, what is, have you ever been to a game where you've drunk throughout the day and you can't remember the game? I, was, I don't Arthur drink, Grimsby. so
2: that sort of thing <laughs> for me. You're asking, you're asking
4: the wrong man.
2: <laughs> for me, it's just sort of if I forget about it, it's because I've just sort of mentally blocked it out and gone, you know what? Let's not, <laughs> let's not remember that one. Let's move on. That,
4: that didn't happen. That didn't happen. <laughs>
2: it's, I've I done that agree. quite a few times this season. It's I don't remember much about it to be honest.
4: Oh, I <laughs> bet you don't, mate.
3: <laughs> Grimsby last season, before the curfew when fans are actually allowed in the ground. It was, it was Grimsby away last year and uh I went to the game and I I met up with a couple of a couple of regular away fans in the on the train and um, we managed to get to Grimsby eventually because obviously it's in Cleethorpes and it's a bit of a trek from the station but um but yeah we got we got to Grimsby and I can't remember anything about the game apart from <laughs> the fact that Nicky Law scored an absolute beauty.
1: Yeah I am really uh I tend to go to a lot of games and just I drink but I remember a lot. I mean when we went to Barnsley last year um I went but I didn't go to watch the football. I just went to absolutely hail abuse at the manager because I wanted him out. And I'm going to be honest with you, lads. When they scored, I actually celebrated inside just because I wanted rid of the manager. I had an absolute hatred for the manager, Jonathan Woodgate, like a serious hatred for him. And um, Barnsley played us off the pitch, wouldn't you believe? A little, little old Barnsley battered us that and I even I even called into the radio station after to uh, to share my frustrations.
4: <laughs> you got the full on rampage. Yeah, I was you, I was
3: not good. You you know it's bad when you end up phoning up Talk Sport to have a run. <laughs> <laughs> just have bloody um, what's his name Adrian Durham just have a go at you because you're giving shit to him. <laughs> it's, it's one of the highlights highlights of five o'clock on a Saturday. Is just tuning in to Talk Sport and listening to all the Liverpool fans crying over what's
2: just happened yeah I always love like when I go to the games with my granddad and uncle or whatever at Bramall Lane you'd be on the way home and you'd be listening to praise or grumble on the radio on radio Sheffield and it'd just be brilliant you could hear all the Wednesday fans <laughs> crying about how they were doing and how we were doing well at the time when we were able to go and it's just it's the perfect thing when you're on the way home from a football game you've just won it to so then listen to your rival supporters just Having an awful day. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Regulars podcast. Want to keep up to date with our latest content? Drop us a cheeky follow on Instagram and Twitter at Regulars Pod UK.
3: You know what, guys. I'm fancy and a bit of a boogie, and I'm sure you are too, Scott. Here at the Lockdown Inn, we have a very special jukebox. This jukebox is designed for bangers and bangers only. The songs that will get the people off their seats and down to the dance floor. Failing that, the Machine is also looking for songs perfect for karaoke and is open to submissions. Last week, we had Arctic Monkeys, Kasabian, and David Guetta. So can you top that, Mr. Palfrey?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I probably missed, misinterpreted what you are after. I thought you were just okay. like pick pick some songs. So I don't think any of these you would probably get people dancing or singing. But
3: oh, love karaoke's love. will do. It's fine. Yeah. It's open to submissions.
0: Depends how many drinks you've had, I suppose.
3: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: And what and what kind of pub you're in? But, um, so the well, the first one is sort of appropriate for St Patrick's Day, I suppose, in some respects. Metallica's cover of "Whiskey in the Jar" by Finn mm. Lizzy. That's an absolute Ooh. cracker.
2: That's my
0: That's first an one, I think. Absolute beauty. And probably for today, really, as well. Mm. You know
3: what? I was I was in a pub in Reading uh, in 2016 and it was a biker bar and it was it was one of my mum and dad's favourites. So so I went back there with uh, my cousin and of my, my mates back there. Um, went into the bar and, and they, they played the Metallica Whiskey in a Jar. And I tell you what, like it, in a pub like that where there those 40 over rockers and biker people, they absolutely went mad for it. It was, <laughs> it was a brilliant classic. song. It's a brilliant song.
4: 40 bikers and then little Jen at the back. though. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, yeah, this is it. I was a little me, like everyone else has got big, great, big, bushy beards And I, I'm just kind of like sat there, like drinking my little, like, vodka and Coke, like, yay! <laughs> Metallica. I tell you what, is a banging Metallica song is obviously Enter Sandman. And I think that would go into the jukebox as well. Well,
4: sadly, mate, it's not your choice. That's the problem. It's not yeah. my choice. <laughs> it's not my choice. choice. And Whiskey
3: in the Jar is going on to the jukebox. Have you got a second song, Scott?
0: yeah i mean like, again this this one probably doesn't quite fit with the uh, getting people going or singing one but um it's just a classic but i was gonna go for purple rain by prince just because you know oh yeah or tune oh, yeah tune. I, I could yeah. dance to that That definitely yeah, work. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i like to see that i think
3: It's oh, wonderful to say.
2: Yeah, that Is that it... might be something for the uh, for the social media, Elliot. <laughs> and because I'm editing the podcast, I can keep this part in as well. So it has to happen now, Elliot. <laughs> <That's> fine, <laughs> I have Elliot. control I'm,
4: here. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I can <laughs> do it.
3: How would you dance to it, Elliot? Would you? Would you do the robot? Would you do? I don't
4: in know. You know it. Yeah. How does everyone it, here it, dance? It, it... How does everyone here dance? Like in a, in a club right now? How do, would you dance? The
3: purple rain. It's <laughs> <The> purple rain. <laughs> Yeah, it's all about I mean, get, it's all
4: about getting the lighter out. Be, that would be a weird thing.
0: club you're in as well, really. If
4: they're yeah, pubs, exactly, right?
0: yeah, yeah, that would be. But even
4: even even in a normal club, I just, I, I've lost the sense now of what it'd be like to dance in a <laughs> club.
0: I don't think anyone will remember how to.
4: Exactly, I, that's what I mean. I've got no idea what <laughs> yeah. to do now. I've lost I find it. it
1: very hard to to get into a dancing mood because I've usually broken the seal by then, so I'm just backing, yeah. back. Yeah. I just get back and I'm like,
0: yeah, oh, oh to it's go. time to go. <laughs> you will know smell beautiful because you've been attacked by all the toilet guys, I imagine. <laughs>
3: well,
0: Broke No
3: spray, no lay, no spray, no lay.
4: <laughs> no, they're, they're not the problem. It's the bouncers that are the problem. No you spray, no, no lay, guys.
3: bouncers in, I'm, in I'm, toilets?
0: No, the bouncers come... Are you in the, the wrong problem. toilet? <laughs>
3: I was I was in uh, Scott will know this place Bar Seven in Newton Abbott. I was I was in here and um, we'd just been to Wetherspoons the day before and, and it was when Wetherspoons you could like uh, you could pick your own like sugar and stuff like that and we got a massive handful of sugar and uh, the bouncers came over because I opened the sugar and I poured it on the table and the bouncers oh, came over classic thinking, <laughs> thinking it was something a little bit an and not animal like, animal yeah, it's just sugar you can taste you taste it, it like, I'm not going to taste it and it, it was he was, like, he was like keeping her eyes on us for the rest of the night, just making sure they weren't doing anything stupid. He, I went into it somehow... the... oh, I, he followed me towards the toilet as well because because <laughs> I had one of these packets of like sugar in my hand because I was absolutely I was pissed as a fart really. I walked over to the toilet with like a a handful of these like sugar yeah. sugar like things. <laughs> And he just followed me to the toilet, and I was like, "You're out right there, mate." He's like, "Yeah, I, I hope that I hope you're not going to sniff any of the Sugar, mate, I'm not I just mean,
4: Maybe. <laughs> I mean, bouncers can be so annoying, can't they? I mean, it's like they have nothing better to do with their lives except for just get on your nerves. They're so annoying, bouncers. My God.
3: <laughs> I reckon Scott's got a few uh, kicked out. But by- have you got a kicked out story, Scott? I, don't, oh. I
0: haven't been. I've been with friends that my, my friends like one of my oldest friends is. Pro- he's like must wear about eight stone he's like the skinniest guy ever meet and he always gets in aggro and he got kicked out of a bar in chepstow for some reason for uh, he was arguing with some guy over something like nothing and yeah then we all got kicked out of there which was annoying but we'd only been in there about two minutes as well but i haven't myself haven't been kicked out
4: (laughs) jen have you been kicked out of anywhere you look
0: like the kind of guy to get kicked out of clubs or bars?
3: Yeah, w- w- yeah, w- once or twice, but uh, we won't go into that. What we will go into is Scott's third song.
0: The third <laughs> one probably hits your demographic a little bit better, I think, because everyone all you're be getting into it a bit. But yeah, place your hands by reef. I think would be one that would get people going wouldn't it.
3: A shake of the head from Charlie. What are you saying, Charlie?
1: Yeah, I, I'm saying that the jukebox is not k- getting rid of any of these uh any of these songs. And you know, the, 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 I tell you, these these six songs we've had have been top quality. Yeah. They might put straight onto the playlist.
4: Oh, that is a good idea. That that
3: is a hell of an idea. That is you it?
4: genius. <laughs> <laughs> a Spotify playlist, regular Spotify playlist.
2: Oh, I tell you what, lads, that's a good idea. That yeah, there we go. <laughs> The million pound, that is pound t- idea for today—that is
4: our—that is our marketing right there. We've just, <laughs> we've just got from, first.
3: from Scott, the marketing manager of Exit City, It's yeah. absolutely perfect, isn't it? it?
4: It's written. It's
3: written in the stars. <laughs> so Scott, you've got two pounds in the jukebox. We've heard them. That. What songs are you putting on the jukebox?
0: Uh, Metallica's whisk- cover of "Whiskey in a Jar," "Purple Rain" by Prince, and "Place Your Hands" by Reef would be awesome. the three beautiful. beautiful.
3: Absolutely oh, jinx. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful songs. Now, we'll move swiftly on to Charlie. Charlie, what is on your mind this week? What is in the news?
1: Yeah, it's um, the most coveted jump um, festival of the year for all horse racing fans alike. Uh, and it's the Cheltenham Festival this week. Um, started on Tuesday. It's basically a week where you can... Sit on your ass all, all week watching TV, throwing money that you probably can't afford to lose um, at horses that you are sure are absolute bankers that <laughs> then don't seem to win. So it's um, a great festival. I, I love watching Cheltenham and uh, it's not the same without fans, but uh, yeah, it's, it, it, you know, with, with fans alike, it's, it's a great way to sort of bring everyone together. And, um, you know, I wish fans were there watching. But, you know, four days of, of racing is, is is the best recipe for me, really. Spend have, you my been, week. Char- have you been, Charlie? Have you been? I haven't been, no. Um, but I like to think that I can do 10 minutes of research before a race and I suddenly turn into an absolute tipster. <laughs> so if you want any tips, just hit me up and I'll give you a 100 to 1 that's guaranteed to win. <laughs> it won't come have anywhere. you
3: won any money this week?
1: Oh, yeah, just, just a little bit. Um, Go on. Uh, 70, on 70 or 80 odd quid but you know um, oh.
4: big profits right there
1: oh yeah well as a student you need every little pet every penny <laughs> <you can.
3: laughs> so scott scott living in the southwest you've got three quite bigger uh, quite big race courses down there with Exeter, and newton abbott and cheltenham have you been to either of them Nope. Either have you not? The you, you've not never gone to the racing now.
0: I don't know anything about horse racing. I don't no. know anything about horses or and probably don't even understand the odds either. If you go into a bookies and pretend, you know, <laughs> half a monkey on Sydney yeah. the race horse or something. Half a monkey but on half a, half a don't, monkey, innit? Not not my thing. And obviously we're not allowed to bet on football working for a football club. So betting's kind of out the window really. I'm just not really interested. So yeah, probably not the guy to speak to about horse racing, really. I mean the horses look No, nice, do, but, do
3: you not even have a sniffed around the national time?
0: No, I don't understand it, if I'm honest, so I don't bother. Nah. nah. Not for me. Sounds, like, sounds, like, <laughs> sounds like me, that. I've got
3: no idea either. <laughs> yeah, I don't bet, bet either. I, I know absolutely <laughs> F all about horses, but similar to what they were like in the 80s and everybody would just put money on red rum. Today, i just <laughs> put money on tiger roll and I'm so glad that it put, came through.
2: While well, we're about betting, actually, I did see an interesting thing about Cheltenham Festival it, uh, at the moment, that there was a guy who started his bet last June it was, where he put on a £5 bet on a five-fold and so far, four out of the five races I saw that have earlier, finished. Yeah, and all four so far have won. So big dollars, isn't he? Yeah, he put on a £5 bet on five different horses and there's one race, well, as we're recording this, it's yes. 17th of March? Yeah, the 17th, and tomorrow the final race of his 5 comes in and he's relying on Envoy Allen at 92 to win and his exactly. 5 pound bet.
1: Go on. He's 4 to he's 4 to 9 now he's the odds on
4: favorite.
2: I, I think I bet exactly about that.
4: This going to be a big payoff this. Go on George what's yeah, the what's the, his, what's five the pound bet,
2: his 5 pound bet will turn into 511,225 pounds <laughs> if Envoy oh. Allen wins. And apparently he's been offered tonight uh, around a two hundred and seventy-five thousand cash out. Why would you? Loans. Why would you do it? I'd just stick it
0: through. You've stuck it through. Yeah, I mean through. you've not lost anything, have you? Because yeah, I was gonna lean. say, I was gonna yeah. ask you,
2: what would you do in this situation? Yeah. You put a five pound bet on, but you could be getting half a million. But...
0: At the end of the day, you've only lost a fiver if you lose. Exactly. You yeah. gotta
2: see it, you've got
4: to see it through. Yeah. You gotta see it through to the end.
1: Um Scott, I, Scott, I just wanted to touch on what you mentioned about. A couple of minutes ago about you not allowed. so do the do being working for the football club they mm. they allow no betting at all. On yeah, football?
0: yeah, nothing, not not one. You know, you see all these like same principle like the managers and stuff where Joe Barton got in trouble that time and didn't he for betting? But yeah, nothing at all just because you're in a position of you could have some knowledge inside knowledge, couldn't you? Mm, I, see fact,
1: nice. I actually I had no idea that staff at, at clubs weren't allowed yeah, at all.
0: To- yeah. But I think you know there's no there's no way they could monitor if you would someone else was betting on your behalf though which I'm yeah. sure happens a lot doesn't it yeah you know you've got the inside knowledge on like next managers and stuff.
2: Yeah
1: yeah uh,
0: who's gonna be taken over at clubs and that I guess so you'd be stupid if you bet it were from that club and you bet on the new next manager because they'd obviously know you know mm-hmm. you get found out that way wouldn't you but what well,
3: yeah. what are your thoughts on the Kieran Trippier incident then because obviously he didn't bet. And he was just joking around in the WhatsApp saying that he was moving to Atletico Madrid, so his mm-hmm. mates put money on him. moving. Didn't to he Madrid encourage
0: him Madrid. to do that, though?
3: I'm not sure. If I'm the not- not- he
0: actually encouraged, he said, oh, yeah, lump on it, and he put, like, a fibre on. Oh,
3: and he got, that right. was,
0: like, the thing that got him in trouble. But, like, so, it was, yeah, it was he so so. But he knows, so it's, in, in that position, it was kind of silly of him, wasn't it, to, to do it, I guess. So,
3: did he know he was moving to Atletico Madrid at the time? It was just the rumours at the time, was it not?
4: I
0: don't know. I guess he would know Yeah, he yeah, he'll know more than anyone else, obviously. Yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. not a clever thing to do really, especially not, you know, where there's gonna be proof that he's done it either.
3: What 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 are the weirdest transfer rumours that you've heard whilst in your time at Exit Um
0: it's so always linked with like this. So you always think of the same people every year, regardless of if they're like in their fifties now. <laughs> but um I mean Jeremy Curran was one that came came back every year. And he's still playing <laughs> I know he's still playing now, but you know. When you've reached 44, you're probably not gonna get another League Two contract. Um
3: <laughs> is he a Bishop Stortford?
0: No. He's yeah player manager somewhere isn't he? Um yeah he's
3: he's just scored his four hundred career goal or yeah. something, something like that hasn't he? The
0: stockby one again in the summer was one that's gonna ha- it'll happen every <laughs> year probably won't it but like realistically you know he's definitely out of our way in terms of what, what,
3: what, was there was there any was there any um source to that was Matt, any-
0: Matt said that, that, that like they spoke to Preston, but they wanted all his wages paid, and obviously, you know, that's unachievable. That
3: never going to happen when you're yeah. playing Championship budget for a league 2 Exactly,
0: yeah. George. So there's always anyone who's played in the past and has gone up would always be linked again. Like George Friend was again as well, and ended yeah. up at Birmingham, didn't he? Yeah.
3: Yeah, so, yeah, so George Friend was obviously a free agent in the summer, wasn't he? I mean, mm. there was calls for him he- to come home, so to speak. But
0: yeah, and his best friends were Matt as well because they lived together when they played and. Yeah, you never know, like, I mean, what is he, 33, 34 now? So, probably last chance next couple of years, probably, I guess.
4: George, I bet um, Sheffield United were probably linked with a lot of crazy transfers, after the last season especially, because you are doing well. There's got to be a few random names that were chucked in there when when you were coming to this season.
2: I'm trying to remember some, to be honest. There weren't as many as you might think. I know that, I think it was while they were still in the championship, I saw Leeds were linked with uh, Ibrahimović.
3: That's I that one I remember
2: seeing <laughs> that, which obviously didn't happen and was just yeah. crazy, crazy idea. But for us, I don't think we had too many like ridiculously out there ones. Mm. You yeah, one end point. up signing
0: Ravel Morrison, and um, yeah, we had Ravel Rago there
2: as well. Yeah, we had Ravel. One and... way you're bottom of
0: the league. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we didn't really do much, to be honest. I think saw <laughs> him play about twice, and any sort of just disappeared and we went is he still here and then he's he's yeah. gone we've still got to be honest we've still got um Jack Rodwell
0: and yeah. I oh, God.
2: got and we had Jack Rodwell
0: uh, he he played four years ago probably for Sunderland under 23s and against mm. Exeter in the Premier League Cup that's how like far he dipped and got taken off after 45 minutes oh that's embarrassing <laughs> no,
1: that's not great he... Yeah, I mean, the, the Sunderland documentary doesn't do him any favours, does he? No,
0: he's kind of supposed to the right idiot and that, doesn't he?
1: That, 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 they made him just be, look like a right greedy bastard. Mm. That, that, Y'all yeah. that, that, yeah. thinking and looking at him, and, you know, that, that, that it's not a very, uh, not a very <laughs> a good line that they've looked at on him. No, but, no. yeah, I
2: completely feel- forgotten he played for Sheffield United up until, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure how long ago it was, but they put on a post saying, happy birthday, Jack Robb. I was like, oh, he's still here, is he?
3: <laughs> so, Finally, we move on to our pub quiz. This is the last call for alcohol this evening.
0: Drink up, drink up, drink up, and order again.
3: Every week we pick out five current affairs questions and hope our regulars have been paying attention to the news. This nope. week's prize, of course, is the coveted Lockdown in Trophy, which... You can see on our social media links, Europe's third most coveted trophy after the Champions <laughs> League and the illustrious Papa John's trophy. <laughs> so the quiz works like this. I will work, I will read out a question and the person I ask will try and answer it. If they get it right, they get a point. If they get it wrong, they get their, an opportunity for one of their competitors who can nick a bonus point. So... Does everyone understand that very basic instruction? Yes, sir.
2: Yeah, you've explained it a lot better this time than, than
1: last time. <laughs> I hope you've chosen the questions better and you don't do me dirty like last time.
3: You had the easiest one last <laughs> time, Charlie. No, I think I, I, think, I, I, I think no. he's got the easiest one to, this week as well. I had wow. the easiest
4: one last time. <laughs> I, was, I was just being <laughs> stupid. Go so, on, is then. everyone Let's
3: feeling go. confident?
4: Let's go. No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, we begin with George. Oh,
2: Hi.
3: Funnily enough, Piers Morgan broke an unwanted record of the most off-com complaints about his comments about me- Meghan Markle. But how many complaints, George, did he receive?
2: And we're saying this as I didn't read it <laughs> earlier on in the call. Yes. between the two <laughs> calls, watch me have forgotten the number. I think it was fifty-seven thousand complaints that he got. From my memory. Bearing in mind right. you
3: read the story, shall I be really harsh and get him to do the actual number?
2: Well, the specific number. It didn't say the specific <laughs> number, so you can make me guess it if you want. The no, specific fifty-seven thousand. Well
3: something. done, George. You have a point with fifty-seven oh, thousand. fifty-seven thousand <laughs> one hundred and twenty-one.
4: I think that should be half a point. I mean, come on,
2: let's be fair. You've <laughs> already. The fraud. <laughs> we promise this is not rigged. <laughs> this is We're definitely just not rigged because a...
3: I know that Elliot is absolutely screwed with this one. Elliot, my friend. Yes, sir. Tiger Roll claimed his fifth victory at the Cheltenham Festival in the cross-country chase, but which horse was the odds-on favourite for it?
4: I Buzz, I give up. I submit. <laughs> buzz, I, I think give up. Charlie might know this. I think my point is being taken away from me again.
1: Come <laughs> on then, Charlie.
3: Odds-on
1: uh, favourite was Easyland.
3: It was Easyland. Actually,
1: no. Easyland
2: was the favourite.
3: Land. don't <laughs> worry.
1: Yeah, don't have me good I'm
3: I'm like pull, I'm pulling at your heartstrings, Charlie. Yeah, that, the heart went there, mate. I was
2: going to say, I hope we don't need to go to VAR with this one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> VAR doing the little box sign. I can see Scott is just waiting in the wings, ready to pounce on one of these questions. <laughs> I'm sure he might pounce on this one if Charlie doesn't get this right. Charlie, who likened the vaccine responsibility that strikers make the headlines, but the hard yards are done by the defenders tracking back?
0: I did see that, but I didn't read it. Oh, notes. it
1: was um, Professor Van Thingy, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. I want to. What?
3: Uh... Mm, that's a half point. <laughs> what is The full point. Second name Tam. It is Professor Van Tam. Well done.
1: Oh, Charlie done well?
3: is in an outright lead. So, the only way. That Charlie is not going to win this is if we offer Scott three points. Shall we offer Scott three points? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a very difficult question. And if you haven't seen if you haven't seen the story, you probably haven't seen this. But yeah, this is the most it, yeah. exciting news of the week. And I am, I, for one, am very, very excited mm-hmm. that this news is happening. Whether it means anything else in the long run is a different thing. But Scott, we finally come to you. Which unlikely pairing are the new sole directors of a film production company? Cosmic Kite, and both those words are spelled with a K. Very unlikely 90s partnership.
0: I don't really pay attention to anything. Think about <laughs> those
3: best, du- the double acts of the 90s.
0: Well, like Sutton and Shearer, that kind of thing. Oh, Sutton and
3: Shearer, maybe not football-wise, <laughs> maybe back into the music.
0: <laughs> Let me think.
2: I'm trying um, to think of double acts now, so I can't think.
3: Well, they're not double acts, but... The two main cast.
2: Hey, what was the, it? What,
3: what, was
4: what, what was it called? The, um, the thing they created. Uh,
3: the, the film production company is called Cosmic Kites, but I'm not sure if that really has any. It's not really uh, a clue. Um, but no. The, the, what, kind, the, what kind
0: of music are we talking? That might oh, help.
3: we're talking about real '90s music. We're talking Give about the biggest band of the '90s.
0: Mm, again, that doesn't narrow it down.
3: <laughs> oh, I think that narrows it down quite a bit. Okay.
0: Hmm. Oh. Are they both male?
3: They are both male.
0: Did like Robbie Williams and someone?
3: I can't accept that. It's not Robbie Williams. One of I'm them did a... have a feud with Robbie Williams.
0: Oh,
4: really? Wait. Uh, Gary Barlow. No, <laughs> no
3: not, not
2: that much of a <laughs>
4: Yeah, they had a few, they uh, broke up like five times. And
3: mm. what what what's most surprising that Scott thinks that take that with the biggest band <laughs> <really>? <laughs> 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 Wait,
2: it I feel is. like I know who it might be. <laughs> Noel and oh, Liam.
3: <laughs> Noel, and <laughs> Liam. Weird thing. Noel and Liam are starting a film production wow. company together. No way. <laughs> Hate each How other. According, miss this according, according, to, me, we, according to the Guardian, according to the Guardian, mm. Noel and Liam are starting a new film production company called Cosmic Kite.
2: Wow. How have all four of us missed this? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yes, the Rockstar Brothers, whose falling out has been one of the bitterest in music history, have formed a new film production company.
0: That's actually and so it, Apparently
3: it was formed Beautiful. in February, but nobody knew, with the Gallaghers listed as sole directors.
0: So they basically just make money out of it and get other people to do the work. Yeah, yeah
3: very much so. I'm not I'm not sure whether they're actually <laughs> one, going
0: to be
4: talking po- to each other. One point one point doesn't even know that the other one's doing it. They probably think, uh, oh yeah, oh,
0: Gallagher doing it. Yeah, you know, Noel's like, yeah, Liam's fine with it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Gallagher, Gallagher's on the net, on the top. So it's just <laughs> one of them.
3: Well, it every every time that Liam sings an Oasis song, Noel gets money for it, doesn't he? <laughs>
4: I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think that's right. Now, yeah. <laughs>
3: See, Liam brought out an acoustic album last year, and uh, half half of his money had to go to null because half of them were Oasis songs.
4: <laughs> <laughs> do we think they'll ever um, rekindle band-wise, not like friendship-wise, band-wise? Something. There ever... have to
0: be some like huge, huge disaster for it to happen, isn't there? Some kind oh, of band aid, like global season, pandemic. Because like... if this I... didn't happen, if they, you know, if they couldn't do it through. Those people die, and then something really bad has happened for it. Down. That's and, true. You know, I'm almost more...
2: hoping they don't get back together, to be honest, just so that people can look back on it more a bit. Because if they get back together, and it it turns out really shit, like that's it's always such a, cliche, a bad way shit to go out.
0: You know what they'll say they'll say don't look back in anger, won't they? Mm. Oh, it's point. as though we set that up. <laughs> and, <laughs> and on that note,
3: <laughs> now to be fair, on that note, we can call final orders. Thank you very <laughs> much, gentlemen, for joining our podcast this evening. Thank you, Charlie.
1: Thank you very much, Jed. Nice to uh, nice to meet you and chat about everything Photoshop, um, Scott. I hope I wish you all the best in the in the future and look forward to seeing some of your work.
0: Thanks. It's been a pleasure
3: thank you of course our wonderful guest Scott Palfrey always welcome back whenever you want mate
0: thank you I'll find some more really up themselves beers to bring on <laughs> oh, yeah we want the,
3: we want the most pretentious beers <laughs> on this show we want get, the most I'll, pretentious I'll beer. get a nice
0: table beer for the next one shall I Lovely.
3: Oh, mm-hmm. so we will hopefully see you in the next couple of weeks or months or, so, or years or so and Elliot thank you very much for joining us this evening That's all right, mate.
4: Thank you for having me, as usual.
3: Um, Sadly, we're stuck with you next week, and sadly, we're stuck with George as well. Why
2: are we the punching bags, Elliot? (laughs) I know, yeah. George, get the car. Bring the car around. Yeah, those those guys can walk. I'll give you a (laughs) lift back, Elliot. It's fun.
3: Brilliant. Thank you so much for listening to the Regulars Podcast. You can check us out on Twitter and on Instagram at RegularsPodcastUK. For now, we'll say goodbye. Thank you very much.
2: See you later. We forgot to mention this in the original recording, but tune in on Wednesday when we'll be joined by Paul Hutchinson, who is an ex-pro cricketer, now turned cricket coach. So that is on Wednesday at the usual time of 5pm. Join us, bring your own drinks, and in the meantime, make sure to spread the good word of our podcast.